Offscript with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello everybody, Jay here and back with another Offscript from Super E. This one is actually going to be based on a direct message we got from our Twitter page. And um, before we launch into that, A-Train, are you with us from your palatial studio? I am here. I am here in the palatial studio. Um, it's magnificent. Uh, yeah, it is. Are you sitting in your you know big hot tub with the waterfall? And- yeah. I am. How'd you know that? I am. Yeah. Uh-huh. What you do when I'm not around? I come down, <laughs> sit in the studio, and hot tub's closed. I don't understand yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get. I don't like getting in the hot tub with with another man. I'm just, <laughs> especially with such a hairy back. <laughs> yeah. When he asked me to shave his back, I said no. Well, wait, wait a minute. I thought he was talking about you. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> No, he just has hairy knuckles. I do. I do. <laughs> All right. This uh, episode is going to be brought to you by Nair. <laughs> Come on, that was funny. That was funny. funny. <laughs> All right. So, Super E, how are you? I'm doing good. How's everybody doing? We're doing fantastic. So, get this, Super E. So, get ready. Uh, I'm ready. You got to dig in your brain here. So we had a uh, one of our listeners on our Twitter page sent a direct message, and uh, they are curious about your most, if you have a most, or if you can narrow it down. I guess we should say your most memorable, member memorable moment in like a um, strip club, show club. Shaker bar, booby bar, whatever name we want to give it, right? Right. You know, one Jay, it's funny that you bring that up because, yes, I do have a memory, one of my most memorable, if we can say that word, moment. It was in this dive strip joint. It was on the southwest side of our town. And it was one of these bar uh, strip joints. I'm sorry. And it was like, it's in the neighborhood. You know, it's one of these things where residential house, residential house, strip club. Mm-hmm. And, and it was kind of on the bottom tier of the quality of s- strip joints. But uh, you, could you, could you run down your tier just without using, um, names of said places what what makes it what what makes one a top tier would you say one is a top tier is good lighting um uh, no no odor of feet or fungus or bullet holes the girls don't have tire marks on them that's, that's up at the top right. and then down there at the bottom the other ones there's a there's a slight stench of uh you know like busted water pipes and despair that kind of thing and then there's sawdust on the floor 
that is the kind of like the bottom rung. Well, this place was just a little above that bottom rung. And the reason why I went there is uh, sometimes we'd have uniform guys that patrolled the area. They would uh, have a detail with us, undercover guys. And the dude that uh, his name was Doug, uniform guy, he knew everybody on his beat. I mean, he was a very good officer. Ended up working homicide. But he goes, man, um, hey, I've got this girl that could help you with drug buys. She knows everybody. She can talk the talk. She can walk the walk. You've got you've got to meet her. I said, okay, where is she at? He goes, she's at the strip joint. So I said, no problem. So again, it was on the bottom end of uh, the strip joint calibers. So we go in and I'd been in there a few times before. And, you know, like most of the girls, you know, they were not real attractive. They had one pupil bigger than the other, you know, like they had some severe head injury before they hit the stage. And so I wasn't, I wasn't expecting too much. And then I see they call her to the stage. Her name was Crystal. And the, the, the music starts playing and this vision, this vision of redneckery. She was on her DNA would have been 50% Marlboro, 50% PBR, 100% Leonard Skinner. I mean, she was an unbelievable redneck. But she was just unbelievably attractive. She had blonde hair, green eyes, very tan. She looked like a fitness model. Super E. Yeah. What was her song? What was what was the song that I was playing? I I can't remember. See. But I know I know the one song she did not. She goes. She wanted him to play something else. But when I was looking at her, I because I the music and everything else just all faded out, and I just immediately focused in on her. And she she was like twenty two years old, had the six pack, looked like a fitness trainer. She had five kids, and all she did was smoke cigarettes and drink beer. Wow. But, but usually when strippers get on the stage, they come out and they dance around, you know, and they've got they're wearing the top and the bottom and, you know, they're wearing high heels and they do all that. And they're real energetic and friendly. She comes stomping up. She's not wearing the top. So her breasts are already hanging out. I think she was wearing some men's underwear because she just didn't give a shit. She was barefoot and she was smoking <laughs> cigarettes and she gets on stage and she doesn't start dancing she starts hollering at people and i'm um, she's all Wait, of a sudden she looks did, over did huh? this in blazing saddles kind, well yeah kind, well she didn't have a german accent okay and she she wasn't dancing she starts screaming at people she was like trevor quit playing pool you're too drunk you're tearing the new velvet and then all of a sudden, I'm like, who's she screaming at? These start screaming to somebody else. Tommy, you use an ashtray. We're not picking up your cigarette ashes, you motherfucker. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then she, and it was like, Tangeray, keep that titty tape on. I don't care if it's pulling your nipple hair. And I was like, what the fuck am I witnessing? And then, and then she's like, all of a sudden, she, she's smoking like the cigarette, and she. She her cigarette. She's done with her cigarette. She puts it on the floor and she puts it out with her bare feet. 
my mouth is agape. And she goes, speed it up, speed up the song. She goes back, switch it to something else. Damn it, the hell. And they start playing a song. I thought, oh, she's going to start dancing. No, she continued screaming at people. You know, Billy, get your hand off her tits. You don't know her. You might be related. And I'm like, what? The and my mouth was agape. And all I could think of, I love <laughs> So anyways, I'm sitting here watching her just putting out cigarettes with her bare feet, screaming at the customers and patrons. And like I said, my mouth full open and I was just staring at her thinking, I love her. <laughs> and, and so then I meet her. And she goes, yeah, I work for you. I don't give a shit. And so we go down. First thing you know, we get a complaint about a, a guy selling uh, cocaine out of his house about three blocks from that strip joint. So we go down there. We pick her up from work. This was like two days later. And she's wearing the shortest Daisy Dukes I've ever seen in my life. And she's wearing, you know, an unbelievably skippy, skimpy tube top. And we walked down there and we did what we call a cold call. All the information I got is there's a guy in there selling crack cocaine. That's the only information I got. Nothing else. So I'm winging it. So I take Crystal up with me and uh, I put her to the side. So when they opened the door, they couldn't see her. Because sometimes, it, you know, if, if it's a woman... You don't, you know, you don't want them to see the girl right off the bat. But so anyways, I put her to the side. The door opens up and it's a guy. And I said, hey, man, uh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get some shit from our girl. And the guy at the gas station said this is a place to be. And he's kind of cautious because, of course, you got a strange person coming up to your house asking for, you know, crack cocaine. You know, they like to sell it to make money, but they also don't want to sell it and go to prison. So they're going to be cautious if you're not introduced to them by somebody they know. Right. So he, he's, he's being a little cautious. He's like, well, I don't know, you know, gosh, I don't know you. And, you know, I was thinking, okay, he's getting a little wishy-washy. I just motioned her. Oh, come on over here. Cause he was saying, I don't think I have any. And then I just motioned her come over here. So he can see you. She walked right next to me. He goes, I can get some. And uh, <laughs> we go, we go into the house and he's like, he goes, man, I don't have any right now, but I can call somebody and get some. And then I swear to God, this is true. She bent over to get some and the guy was looking at her and he was like, please let them answer the phone. And so he makes the phone calls. He goes, man, I got it. I, I can get us. I can get you some. I can get you some for next thing that happens. It all goes south because his wife or I'm sorry, his girlfriend comes staggering into the house mm. and she sees me and he and she sees Crystal and she goes ape shit. And she starts screaming at her husband, get them out of the house. Get her out of here. This is bullshit. So we leave. So the guy kind of looked at us and goes, come back in a couple of days when she's not here. She said that she knew a guy that was selling Dilaudid. 
And um, so we sent her in with one of my partners. We're going to call her Roxy. And Roxy was a whirlwind of energy. And this was the craziest thing that happened. She goes into this house. This dude's got kids and, you know, they're hillbillies and they're selling Dilaudid. And if people don't know it, Dilaudid is an extremely powerful narcotic. 30 years ago, that's what the girls were prostituting for was this drug called Dilaudid. It's kind of now out of, of, out of fashion. I don't know how much it's used anymore. But for Dilaudid, what you do is for drug addicts, they would put, if I remember correctly, they would put it like in a vial of water, shake it up until it was like a liquid solution. And then they would, you would have to draw the solution into a syringe through a cotton ball and uh, to get the impurities out, if there is any. And then you would either inject it into your vein, that was a hardcore user, or they would do what called skin popping. They would just inject it into their skin and not get that much of a high. So anyways... Our new girl, the new informant, takes Roxy into this house, and it's just a bunch of hillbillies sitting around watching TV, and they're watching Bonanza, <laughs> of, course. of course, of course, of course. And Roxy is, you know, you know, she's she wasn't real experienced in undercover, but she just had a, a charm and charisma where she was able to wing it. And she's standing there next to the informant. And, you know, she just met these people. They're talking to her while they're watching Bonanza, and the next. She's got the transmitting device on her. And next thing you know, the transmitting device starts picking up the TV. And so Haas and Little Joe, their voices are being boomed out of her bra area. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Because they could <laughs> hear the TV out of her transmitting device. And so she had to run into the bathroom. I got to use the bathroom and take that thing off. And um, by this time, I think she might, you know, cell phones. I think we had like one cell phone or something. And she called us and said, man, Haas and Little Joe are coming through my transmitting device. I got to turn this thing off. And so they were all wondering what was going on. But then two seconds later, they forgot about it. You know, oh, what the hell? They didn't say anything. They didn't say anything to her at all about that but that was a successful uh drug thing that she did do for us that worked out without being undermined so what was her motive was she working something off or did she just want to nope she she was uh the bar or what the she she was a uh what do you call it a mercenary she didn't like drugs oh and she wanted to help out we had a lot of those and she and she she liked the uniform guys. She was friends with them. She thought they were good guys. She wanted to help them out. Now that was all the yelling. Yeah, I have a I have a question on that. Did she make any money when she was yelling at these guys, or were they no. just so scared they threw money? At no, every you know what this there wasn't a lot of money thrown around at this place. Okay, you know she okay. you know she probably That's- had her regulars who came in and gave her money, but. She was just like she was in charge and she didn't take no shit from nobody. I'd never seen anything like it. It was the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> have you have you ever seen an act like that since? No, I have not. <laughs> wow. I love it. So she was auditioning to be Miss Kitty. If we're gonna go all 
No, wait a minute. That's Gunsmoke. Never mind. Yeah, that's Gunsmoke. Yeah, yeah. She would no, She would. She would have been. She would have been more like a calamity Jane. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and close this one out. A Trey, take us out. All right. See you, everybody. Take care. Thank you.